0: Daily with Jason Mertidas all right welcome to your Thursday February 4th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Um, We're gonna hear from Elaine Vino and his post game comments in just a minute and then we're gonna plow through a bunch of Twitter questions. I kind of needed the car ride home from the game to cool down a bit because that's as frustrating a loss as you can find. Now, why is that? Well, one, because they didn't start off the game well in the first period. They got scored on 12 seconds in. But they settled down. It took them to the nine-and-a-half-minute mark of the first period to get their first shot. But once they did, they got eight of the next 11 shots. They ended up tied in shots in the first period, eight shots aside. Got 11 in the second. And then they jumped out to a two-goal lead in the third. And for once, the process looked good in the second and the first half of the third period. The four check was good. The D zone wasn't perfect, but it was better. Of course they were playing more time in the Boston end, that helps. And those things look like they were moving in the right direction. And then three self inflicted wounds cost you a game. And mind you, they are self inflicted. And I've I've monitored my Twitter and people wanna say, oh, they were ticky tack calls or they were bad calls. And more people think that maybe the Hayes call was the was the most ticky-tack of the three. Uh, I had no problem with any of the calls. I thought all three of them were penalties. And if you want to say, well, they weren't calling that all game, but that's that's the way it works. Don't cause an infraction to force a referee into a decision. That's still a mistake by the player. So while maybe that wasn't called earlier in the game, it was called on that occasion, and he did get his arms around him, and he did get his stick into him, and yet he let go quick. But when you're playing against that line, the perfection line with Bergeron, Marchand, and Posternak, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt of calls. Not to mention that that play happened in the offensive zone. It wasn't like you were chasing a play in your defensive zone. So I didn't have a problem with any of the calls. And to me, and I said this on the postgame show of the broadcast last night, that this was a team snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. They found a way to lose. And I don't want to blame the referees. I, blaming the referees is not the right thing to do. They earned that loss. They earned it. By a lack of discipline, the Nicholas Albey kubel penalty, where he closed his hand on the puck, I understand that that's a, kind of just a human reaction when you catch it and you, then you go to want to throw it and you go, oh, my God, I can't close my hand on the puck. And he got called for it. That can't happen. Then the Kevin Hayes one where you're in the offensive zone. You're trying to get the puck from Marchand. And he went for the puck. But it was a mistake. And then the Scott Lawton penalty. Which is a shame because I thought he played a really good game up until that point. And he just didn't move his feet. And took a bad interference call. Against a team that you can't take penalties against when David Pasternak is there. Along with Bergeron and end on that power play. And you can say, well, can the penalty kill just get a stop? That's easier said than done. That's a they. What they did was they put themselves in a position for the best line in hockey to beat them. And that's not a recipe for success. It's not. That's a recipe for failure. And that's what happened. So let's hear from Elaine Vigneault, and we're going to get to a bunch of questions um, from Twitter. And I know people want to vent, and believe me, I do too. Because this is a very difficult loss to take. In a 56-game season where every game means more, th- here's what I'll tell you before we get to Elaine Vigneault. They better have learned something from it and not made this loss and what happened for naught. This has to be something that's learned from. All right, here's head coach Elaine Vigneault after the yeah, game. Yeah, A.B., did you think the penalty on Hayes was deserved with two minutes to go?
1: Um... And I I only saw, because it was on this side of, of the ice, I only saw quickly uh, on the jumbotron there. Uh, you know, we're 200 feet from our net, basically, and I, it looked like he put his arms around him. I don't think he touched him very much, but put his arm around him and gave an opportunity to referee to be part of the game. Sam, did you have a follow-up?
0: Yeah, the the penalty kill has been really strong lately, but it uh, really... Uh, sagged at the end of this game of course what did you see going wrong
1: well i mean gave an opportunity to, to their top players to to step on the ice here so uh i mean they're elite players and uh, you know they found a way to make a difference in the game uh, overall uh, you know I, I liked our game you know after you know getting behind right away on the first shift and then clawing our way back uh, to tie it up in the second and then then getting those two goals at the beginning of the third. You feel you're in real good shape, but then you let elite players, uh, by taking penalties, uh, make a difference. And, you know, we put our hand on the puck on the first penalty. is one uh, I'd have to see over again, but if you wrap your arms around somebody, even though you don't touch them much, and then Scotty Lawton doesn't move his feet on 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 the final one with 15 minutes left, and that and that's a penalty. Referees are going to call that. So, it's a lesson that uh, we'll learn and uh, we'll get ready for the next game. Ed Barkowitz, you're on with Elaine. Go ahead. Yeah. Elaine, how are you, Elaine? Elaine, you mentioned uh, uh, the early goal. How, how do you think uh, Carter uh, played tonight? You know, responding to that goal as well. But well, I mean, we got a little bit unlucky there on, on that one. Ghost got beat one-on-one by, uh, obviously, a real good player. But uh, we sort of tapped that one in our net, uh, Provi t- trying to take that pass. So, I mean, they got a they bounce. They earned it. They they won a one-on-one on the rush, and uh, they, they earned that. But, you know, we were right there, and uh, we battled hard. And again, we had a 3-1 lead. I, I liked the way we played five-on-five. Five. Obviously, tonight, apparently, killing didn't do the job.
0: Jordan Hall, you're on with Elaine. Go ahead. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Elaine. Uh, is this kind of the cruel reality of these two game sets that you can suffer all this and you have to quickly turn the page and forget about it?
1: Uh, it wouldn't matter who we'd be playing next game. I mean, that's a tough loss. Uh, you know, we had we had a lead against a real good team, and we permitted their power play to uh, you know give them a, an opportunity to win the game, which they did. So. Uh, you got no time to feel sorry for yourself. You got to get right back at it, and that's what we're going to do. Take two
0: more questions, Charlie O'Connor. You're on with Coach. Go ahead. Hey, Lane. Uh, the um the, the plays that that cost you this game. Um, I mean, the sorry,
1: sorry, I I lost you there for a second with my sneeze. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Uh,
0: the plays that cost you in the second half of the third period, do you think those were plays that were you know, kind of unique issues to this game? Or do you think they sort of speak to problems that you've been talking about with regards to this team over the course of the season?
1: No, I mean, uh, you know, we took some penalties and uh, the only one that I'm not 100 percent sure is is Hazy's one. but. It's 200 feet from our net. And if you wrap your arms around somebody, but I, I, I didn't see a replay on that one. The other two are obvious penalties. And, uh, you know, you're going to take penalties now and then. Your PK is going to come up for you. And uh, ours didn't tonight.
0: Yeah, Lane Vigneault, I mean, look, he hasn't gotten a good look at the Kevin Hayes one yet. But I thought he was pretty blunt in that press conference, calling out his players, talking about the first goal of the game where Ghost got walked by David Posternak, talking about. That the power the PK didn't get it done. Talking about the fact that you can't put yourself in a position to let the other team's best players beat you. And that's what they did. And that's why they lost the game. This was a well earned loss. They earned it. It wasn't give the loss wasn't given to them by the refs. This was a loss that they earned. They need to learn from it. All right, let's get to some Twitter questions because I put out the solicitation on my Twitter handle at Jason Mert. And it was a mind—I just said it was a mind-blowing, frustrating loss. Uh, but let's start with Cord Blaney. He says, the constant blown third-period leads is so concerning. Our team last year lost one damn time all year when leading in the third, and it was an overtime. This year lost twice already to the Bruins and had to win an overtime twice against the Islanders. Yeah, um, I think that that's happening a little bit more than normal right now, Cord. Because of the shortened camp and no exhibition games, um, teams are blowing leads. The Flyers have as well, but we're 11 games in now. These things need to start to change. The shortened training camp and no exhibition games, the game and the details of it, and protecting the lead as details, uh, need to be started to dial in at this point. And the fact that they blew another two-goal lead to the Bruins in the third period and ultimately lost in overtime like the first game in Boston – that is, uh, that is concerning. But again, they have to learn from it. Uh, will they? I don't know. We'll find out in time. Uh, let's go to Bill Leonard. He says, hi, Jason. How do you fix the major issue of giving up two goal leads? Okay, so, so I just, thought, just kind of mentioned it, but it's about the details. It's about doing the things that got you the lead, not letting up, and getting pucks deep, and getting in on the forecheck, and not sitting back. And, you know, when Boston, you put them on the power play, you just make it really difficult on yourself. And when the penalties are are penalties that are questionable in the sense that when the penalties are bad penalties that you took, then then you've earned that element of it. So that that can't happen. Uh, Drew Dangles tweets in and he says, I can't take take getting run through the boards nightly. I don't care what they do in the regular season. This team won't win a playoff round. They're too small. Like seriously, is that what you're thinking after that game? Um, first of all, they're the same size as they were last year, and they won a round of the playoffs, so that, it's not really the time to worry about that. Did, did they need some more grit? I think so. But I don't think that they got hit, out hit in the game. Nicholas Albay cubel was, and it's a shame, too, because Nicholas Albay Kubel, like I said about Scott Lawton, I thought he played a really good game up until the point where he took that bad penalty. He really did. He was hitting. He was an agitator. He was playing straight line. He was getting in on the forecheck, very physical, and then he just he, he just had a brain fart and he closed his hand on the puck, and it cost his team uh, a goal, which put the Bruins back within one. Uh, Chloe John says, does A.V. look to bench somebody after uh, the game against the Bruins? If so, who? He said, my guess is Lots. Also, where did TK go? Uh, again, I thought Lawton played a really good game until that penalty. Um, I thought he had a lot of jump, and, and that line's been going great, but that penalty was a bad penalty. I don't think that'll scratch him for that. I think you have to look at the other options as well. Uh, as far as Travis Konechny goes, I didn't think that he had a good response game against the Islanders the day after being scratched. I thought he had a lot more jump in that game, um, but something's not clicking in his game right now, and it needs to re-click. He's got he, he's got the goals that he scored this year, and by being around the net and and doing the right things in the offensive zone, but he seems like his game's not fully there right now, or maybe he doesn't have confidence. I'm not sure, but he needs to find it. Uh, Chris tweets in, he says, as Joel Farabee had the highest jump from year one to year two than the other Hextall picks. Well, in year one, maybe. Um, again, this is only 11 games, so I need to see more before I say that. And I'd have to go back and look at the jump for Ivan Provorov or Travis Konechny or Travis Sanheim, and I'd have to go look at those. Some of those can't be quantified just in stats either, but Fairby looks looks like a— Like, he's made a big jump. He's put some muscle on. He's stronger on the puck. And uh, we talked to him about about this on Flyers Daily the other day. He worked on his shot a lot and his ability to finish in the NHL. He got a lot of great chances last year but didn't finish. He's finishing them this year. Uh, David tweets in, David Levesque. um, He says, how does Hart look so good all game and fall apart at the end? He goes, they hung him out to dry, but still, he was way far out on the Bruins' second goal. Where was he going? Uh, Seriously, dude? Like, I'm pissed off too, David. I am. But you do you think the goalie fell apart at the end? If you do, I don't know what game you were watching because that's idiotic. He was great in the game. He wasn't too far out on the second goal. You're talking about three straight power play goals. Three straight. Did you see the puck moving on those? Come on, dude. You got to be better than that. I know you're pissed off. I'm pissed off. But he didn't fall apart at the end. And you can't say, how did he fall apart at the end? And then they hung him out the dry butt. Come on. we got to be better than that. Uh, Johnny Zednick tweets and he says, why does this keep happening? Why can't we hold on to a lead at any point during a game? Is it it letting up with a lead, the system personnel? Um, I don't know if it's system as much as the details. Look, the NHL is a one-goal league, which means most often teams win by a goal. That's like the separation. And there's momentum swings in games. I've said this so often. Hockey is about capturing momentum, doing everything you you can do to keep it, but when the other team captures, doing everything you can do to get it back. And that's the back and forth. And you're talking about a Boston Bruin team that's a really good team. When they blew the one lead against the Islanders, that's against a really good team. They went to a conference final last year. No team is going to go down by two goals in this league and just roll over. That's why they say it's the the worst lead in hockey is a two-goal lead. So teams can come back from that. And it's it's incumbent upon you as a team to do everything you can to either weather the storm and recapture momentum, whether that's with a hit, whether that's with a, a goal, whether that's just a smart play, whether that's a big save or a penalty kill, whatever it might be. But that's what the sport is. Jay McCabe tweets in. He says, why does this team have no killer instinct? Is it coaching, leadership, or just the players? Again, I don't think that they lack killer instinct. I think they made some bad plays in a game that they got called for penalties on that they put themselves in that situation. I I don't think that it's a lack of killer instinct. They came out in the third period of a tied hockey game, took a two-goal lead, and then mentally they made some huge mistakes, and it cost them. Um, I don't think that I don't think that's leadership. I don't think that I think that's players making bad mistakes. I don't think that has anything to do with Claude Giroux as the captain or anything like that. Like, like two thousand ten says, when do we stop giving Giroux a free pass? Yeah, I'm aware he had a decent game tonight. This team needs better leadership. What is Giroux gonna do? What is he gonna do for Scott Lawton after? Is he gonna is he whispering on the bench before he goes out for that shift not to do that? Come on, man. Uh, Logan G tweets in, he says, What's your opinion on the way the Flyers played uh, against the Bruins? I thought it was fairly solid second and third period, aside from a few minutes here and there. Yeah, I I thought so too. I thought that they did a lot of really good things in the game. The thing is, is some of the bad things they did, in particular in the third period, cost them a win. So they handed away a win. The things that they did wrong in the second half of that third period from about the eight-minute mark on was they, they put the game in the hands of the best line in hockey on a power play. That's what they did wrong. And and it was, look, the sentence for it was a loss. Jim K. tweets in, he just said, Carter Hart deserved better. He played an excellent game. I totally agree. I thought he was really good in the game. Uh, Mark tweets in, he says, blowing two-goal leads has a lot to do with not having Coots. Not an excuse, though. Look, not having Sean Couturier... Is a part of the equation, of course. He's a great player. But, again, this game was not lost because Sean Couturier wasn't there. This game was lost because of mental mistakes that put put them in the box, put that team's power play on the ice, and that team's power play executed. So, yes, I totally agree with you. All right, that's going to put a wrap. I hope that was cathartic for everybody. Um, I hope you feel better. I don't. (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I don't feel better. I'm still seething about this loss it was as frustrating a loss as you will get sometimes you get outplayed and you lose a game or you get you know your butt beat in and you lose a game like the six to one game in Boston and it doesn't it's not as frustrating as that loss what makes that loss so frustrating is that you were in position to win it but mental mistakes cost you a game in a way that you know you can't survive. You cannot survive by trying to stop their strength. You play against a team in sports to force their weakness to beat you. The Flyers put them in and put it on a tee for the Bruins' strength to beat them. And that's why they lost. All right, everybody, have a great day. Flyers will be back at it tomorrow night. The sun will come up. It will be okay. What they learn from this is ultimately... All that matters. Yeah, they did get a point out of it, too. I feel like throwing that point back in the Delaware River. All right, everybody, have a great day. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's Flyers Daily.
1: Some learn, do, cover up or spread out, turn enough, making shoes